0: Who's glad to be at church today? Come on, is anybody glad to be in God's house? Yeah. Hey, I'm so thankful that you're with us today. We're in week one of, of a brand new series that we're calling Pray First, and we'll get into that in just a minute and kind of tell you a little bit more about that. But I want to look into the camera, welcome everybody who's with us today on the other side of the camera, wherever you're watching from. We're thankful for you. We're grateful for you. Thank you that you're part of our church family. And so, come on church, can we put our hands together for those who are not in the room with us, but they're on the other side. We welcome you, glad you're with us. We actually have have overflow today in this service, and it's just incredible to see what God is doing here. Uh, We have a nine o'clock service in the morning, and it's uh, not a whole lot better than this one in terms of room. But there is a 1230 service, all right? And, uh, and, and it, it is growing and, and growing and growing. And so that's what happens uh, when, when God's favors on a church. Look what the Lord is doing, everybody. So can we give God thanks for what he's doing here? He is the author of every good thing that is happening here. And you know, Today, um, t- two things I want to jump into before the message. The first thing is we just had a graduation last night. For our Leadership Academy, and our Leadership Academy is a, it is a nine-month program. We actually start a new semester, a new uh, leg of that program, starting in two weeks. It is a leadership program for those who may feel called to ministry or want to be a want to be a better leader in the marketplace. We have a a place for you, and it's called the Leadership Academy. And we had uh, several students who graduated last night, but our preview night is coming up January seventeenth. We'd love for you to be there. If you just feel this tug that, man, I, I want to serve more. I feel like God's got more for my life. I'm supposed to do something with my life. We want to help you with that and, and believe God that, um, that he has great things in store for you. Amen? All right. So let me, let me jump into what today is really all about. Today we're kicking off a season of 21 days of prayer and fasting. All right? And this is a huge, huge thing for our church. If you've never been a part of our church... Uh, Maybe you're new to church. Um, We do this. uh, We've done this from from the very first uh, before we ever had a first service. Quite honestly, before we wanted before the reason we started our church on January 27th of 2019 was because we wanted to spend 21 days in prayer first. And I'm telling you, it makes all the difference. And this is a season, January 7th to the 27th, where we where we meet here uh, six o'clock in the morning 6 a.m to 7 a.m. sharp. Now I know you've probably been to some prayer meetings before that went on and on and on and you were like, man is this thing ever gonna get over? Oh my God, I got places to go. It's six to 7 a.m sharp and that's so that you can get home that you can you can get to school, to work, wherever you might need to go It's so that we can get you there. And, and you can uh, start your day off right, but I'm telling you, when you go all in with 21 days of prayer, it has the power to change your life. Can I get a witness from anybody who knows or has experienced that? So it's Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 a.m., but it's, all, it's Saturday at 9 a.m., and then Sunday is our normal church time. So if you show up at 6 a.m. on Sunday, no one will be here that early, so you just have to do normal church times on Sunday, so... Um, I know that there's a lot of reasons why you might not be able to make it in person, and so there are opportunities online. But I'm telling you, it's better in person, isn't it? It's just so much better. So, um, what I want to challenge us to do this year—it's the beginning of a new year, 2024. Let's cut the excuses. Let's let's cut the excuses of why we can't, or I don't have the time, or I'm not able, or I've got this. Let's just cut this, cut the excuses. Can we agree to do that? Let's just do that. Cut, let, you know. Reminds me of this story of Boudreaux. <laughs> Boudreaux, uh, he got pulled over one time, and uh, the uh, DPS, the, the officer pulled him over, said, uh, "Boudreaux, why are you swerving?" He said, "I'm gonna have to. You swerving all over the place. I'm gonna have to give you a breathalyzer." Boudreaux said, "You can't did that." "What you mean I can't did that?" He said, "Well, I'm I'm asthmatic. It won't work." He said, "Well, then I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to draw the blood." He said, "Well, you can't did that either." Well, you mean I can't do that? He said, because I'm a hemophiliac. I might bleed out. He says, well, then I'm going to I'm gonna have to get a urine sample. You're going to have to pee in the cup, Boudreaux. He said, well, you can't do that. I'm, I'm a diabetical. You can't, you can't do that. So said, well, well then I'm gonna ha- you're going to have to walk a straight line. He said, well, I can't do that. Well, why not? I'm drunk. just had a lot of excuses, right? Just like, I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do that. Just a lot of excuses, and I'm just saying it's time to cut the excuses. Let's let's go, everybody, amen? So, um, the big idea of this series that we're in, and this season of 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, is to pray first. To pray first. Not just the first thing you do in the morning, but how about what if you prayed before you sent that email? You prayed before you sent that text? You prayed before you went to school? You prayed before you took that test. Y'all know know how that goes, like, God, help me, just help me to remember everything I didn't study for in this this test today. Pray before you buy the house, whatever it is, pray before you do it, pray first. Well, why do we want to pray first? This is not in your notes, but here's why we pray first, it's because the first sets the rest. The first thing you do sets the rest of your day, your week, your month, your year, the first sets the rest from from the very beginning of our church we've been doing prayer and fasting and from the from the first time we have given out these these bracelets it's just a black bracelet and it says pray first on it if you ever wondered why you see that under my sleeve I, I wear it every day and it's a reminder that I pray first and and no matter what the situation I just want to and I'm not perfect at it I don't do it I don't do it right all the time but it's a reminder pray first Seek God first. Go after God first. In fact, um, in the morning when you come for prayer, there will be prayer cards across. We'll we'll pray over every need. Those uh, pastoral care update cards that Pastor Derek mentioned. We will have those prayer cards across the stage. They'll be prayed over. Many, many times. We'll have these bracelets out on the platform. We'll have prayer books to help you learn how to pray and and discover different patterns of prayer. In fact, on your way out today, if you want it, we have one of these bracelets for all of you. So if you want that, it's on your way out today. We've got those. It's just reminding us to pray first. And I think most people want to pray. I think most people have a desire to to pray. I want to do it, but the problem is they just don't know how. And what we we don't need inspiration, I think we're sufficiently inspired to pray. What we need is some application. We need somebody to tell us how do you do it? How do you talk to God? How do you hear from God? How do you how do you do that? And and I think a lot of times in life we treat prayer like it's like it's an it's an as needed. It's an as needed basis. We just pray when we need God. You ever done that before? I have. Just pray when you need him. kind of treat God like a bell bondsman. God, I need you to bail me out, man. I'm in deep trouble. You treat him like an attorney, right? I need you to come to my defense, God. Or, or we treat him like the genie. Genie in a bottle. God, I promise I will never do this again. If you will, just, if you will answer this prayer, I will never act that way again. And it, it, so it's just, we just don't know how to pray. And so what I'm trying to teach us today is that prayer should be our first response not our last resort. So prayer ought to be the first thing that we do. So, but so many times it's not. So many times we, we do everything else. We chase all of the rabbits. We do everything in our power, in our ability. And when it doesn't work, we go, maybe I should try to pray. Yeah. But what if we prayed first? What if we started there? So let me ask you this question. What would it look like if you enjoyed prayer, and not just endured prayer. What would it look like if you could learn to pray first, and you could have this healthy relationship with God, and and that's what this series is about, this is what we want to teach you today. In fact, the series is four weeks long, and um, three of the messages are going to be specifically about prayer, but today's message is the only one that's not about prayer. In fact, it's about the other word, and that is first first we're going to talk about what needs to happen first. We're talking about first because there's something powerful about first things. There's there's something about first. You ever heard you ever heard it said first things first? You do first things first, right? You you wake up in the morning, you tell your kids, brush your teeth first. Put deodorant on, take a shower. For God's sake, put underwear on first, just whatever, right? You're just trying to teach them first things first. It's been four days since you've showered. You're you're on your sixth day of that pair of underwear. Come on, let's go. First things first. So today's message, the title of it is, um, it actually comes from the first sentence in the first chapter of the first book of your Bible, Genesis chapter 1-1. And I think it's a model for us. And that is, in the beginning, God. And I was just, I'm just curious of what would it look like if God was in the beginning of your life? What would it look like if God was in the beginning of your day? What would it look like if he was in the beginning of, of your, your work time? What would it look like if he was there with you in the beginning. And see, I want to encourage you with this, that God doesn't want to just be part of your life. God doesn't want to just be like a, 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 like a third wheel. God doesn't want to just be a sidekick. He wants to be the center of your life. He wants to be everything about your life. Come on now, Are you with me today? He, he wants to be the center of it. He wants to be first. Now he doesn't mind if you have other things. He is perfectly fine with you having other things, as long as those things don't come first. He wants to be first. So one of the next places over in your Bible where you see the word first, it kind of drives this point home a little bit. It's just a couple pages over, a couple chapters over. In Genesis chapter 4, it's this story about Cain and Abel. And Cain and Abel were the sons of Adam and Eve, right? Abel was a shepherd and Cain was a farmer. It says that Abel brought flock... Kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. And in the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits. I want you to notice that. That was in the course of time, that it was when he got around to it. Eventually, he put God first. Eventually, he made room for God in his life. Eventually, when everything else was good, when when he had all he needed, then he brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to God. But look at this Abel who's the shepherd, he brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. I want you to notice the difference that Abel brought some of the first. He didn't wait until he had like 22 sheep. Okay, then I'll give two two of them now. He brought the first and the best of his flock. And look what happens. The Lord looked with favor on Abel's offering. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor favor. Why did God do this? Why did God reject Cain's offering? And here's why. It's because Abel brought the first and the best. It wasn't leftovers. It wasn't what he had sitting around. He brought the first and the best. And if you want, here's the principle I want you to get today. If you want the best of who God is, give him the best of who you are. If you want the best of who God is in your life, you have to Live out this principle of the first. I'm gonna, God, I'm going to give you the first of my life, the first of my day, the first of everything that I have. And, and here's the thing. I know some of you are like, oh, this is going to be a tough one today. Oh. Here, here's, here's some news for you. You can, you can still go to heaven and have a relationship with God if you choose not to do anything I'm teaching today. You can still go to heaven, but I'm just telling you, you won't experience God's best for you. You, it, it won't be the best of what God wants to do and how he wants to move in your life. And one of the tragedies that I see, one of, one of the, the struggles of my job is that I see people who have so much potential, but they never experience the best of who God is because it's too hard, because it requires too much. They miss out on the best that God has for them. And so what I want to do today is I'm going to give you four Three principles and four practices. So I'm going to tell you what I want you to know. And I'm going to tell you, here's four things I really think you should do. All right? Are you ready? All right, here we go. Here's number one. Here's the first principle. And that is, if we want the best of who God is, God must be first. Must be first. He's got to be a first priority. All right? So so God's not going to tolerate any other position in your life than first place. He's he's not like, man, can you believe this, Jesus? I am third right now. This is amazing. I'm moving up in their life. This is great. He wants to be first place. Now he's not angry. He's not mad at you. But he wants to be first place. Why? Because he put you first. He wants first, and he's not asking anything from you that he hasn't already done for you. He wants to be first in your life. Here's what I mean. The first of the Ten Commandments. The very first of the Ten Commandments says, And God spoke all of these words... That I'm the Lord your God. He says, I brought you out of Egypt. In other words, I set you free. I delivered you. I, I gave you victory. You're no longer addicted. I, I gave you freedom. I brought you out of Egypt. I, I gave you a purpose in life. And, and, and the purpose is, is, is not to harm you, but it's to prosper you. It's to give you a hope and a future. And and all I'm asking is that you would have no other gods before me. What is that? That you would put me first. That's what God wants. And and by the way, in order to put you first, God had to give you his first. He sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to the cross. That whoever would believe in him wouldn't perish but would have everlasting life. Come on, somebody. That's the best news of the day. So if we want the first, if we want the best of God, we've got to give him the best of us. So so we, we must put him first. Now here's the second one. Here's why we put him first. Or how we put him first. Rather, we put him first by giving him the first of everything. The first of all of my life belongs to God. And, and, and so God doesn't want to just be your Sunday God. God doesn't want to just be your feel-good God. He wants to be God of everything in your life. He wants to be God of all of it. And, and a, a lot of people will teach about the first of everything like when it comes to money. That it's, it's, it's about, you know, tithing is about money, but it's so much more than, than, it's just more than money, right? It's a principle. And look what the scripture says in Leviticus, that a tithe of everything, God says, I want you to give everything to me. In fact, he owns it all anyway. I mean, he, he already owns it. So I'm not giving him anything he, he doesn't already have. The only thing I can give him that he doesn't already have is me. tithe of everything, in in the Proverbs it says, honor God with everything you own, give him the first and the best, so I give God the first, that's the first principle, and the way I do that is giving him the, the first of everything, all of my life, and here's why I do it, because the first has the power to bless the rest, the first has the power to bless the rest, so when you put God first, it gets His attention. Whoa! I, oh, you're gonna be like that, huh? I'll bless you. Oh, you, you you you're gonna be. That's how you're gonna live. I I can do that. I I can I can bless that. And in Proverbs three 9, 10 in the NIV says, "Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops." And when you do this, I don't know about you. But I could use my barns to be filled up a little bit. Amen? I I could use that. I could use God to push me forward a little bit. I could stand that in my life. Your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. And this is the story of City Hope. It's the story of City Hope because we have chosen to put God first in every area of our lives. We, we've chosen that, God, you get the first of the year through prayer and fasting. We are sold out to you. And, and, and just so you know, you're not looking at somebody who's perfect. God didn't choose me because I had my act together and, and, I, and I was good enough. And, and so he thought he could, he could bring that old East Tennessee boy over to Texas and, and maybe do something with me. No, no. You're looking at somebody who just has God's favor on his life I'm telling you I have God I believe that about myself and I believe that about you too But I believe it I believe it because I'm just I'm not perfect at it I strive for it I'm just trying to put him first And so this is about as far as I can get and then the blessing of God comes and pushes me further I can't do it on my own And God wants to do that in your life too God wants to use you and, and, and work in you and Move in your life in a powerful way. He's prospering our church forward. And that's the story. Why? Because we seek Him first. Seek first His kingdom, His righteousness. And it's, it's like when we do that, it's like Jesus says, Oh, I want to get up in your business. Uh, if you're going to give, if, if you're going to give me the first of your life, if you're going to give me the first of your day, man, I want to get in the details. I, I, want, I want to help you. I want to bless you. I want to push you forward. And all these other things will be given to you. And that's what I want for you. It's this, I want this principle of first to just be played out in your life. But, but you have you have to decide to do it. All right? And, and um, if you're new to church today, one of the things we do is we kind of choose a word for the year for our church every year. And the word for the year this year is, is grow. And it's not like numerical growth. Like I, I really want to see the people of City Hope Church grow deeper, deeper roots, deeper faith, deep, deeper understanding of God and His Word, and deeper prayer life. I want I, I want to see us grow, and I want to see that for you more than anything. But but here's the thing: I decided that today I'm not going to hold back. All right, I decided today I'm going to swing for the fences, and and I'm I'm. I'm going to be stronger than I normally am, all right? So if you want to see a more softer side of of me, maybe come back next week or the week after, all right? So, But today, I'm going to be a little bit stronger. I'm going to ask you to do some things because I know the potential that's inside of you, and I know that if you'll live it out, God will honor you, all right? So now, and here's the thing. It's up to you if you want to do it. You can still go to heaven. You can still have a relationship with God and not do what I'm about to teach you today. But your life will be better if you do. You got it. All right. All right. So, in in the language of Gen Zers, I'm going full send today, (laughs) full send. And for those of you who aren't, you know, fluent in Gen Z language like me, (laughs) that just means full throttle, right? I'm I'm going all the way. I'm going to ask big today. I'm going to ask you to do some things like I would ask our staff, or my family, okay? And, and, and hopefully you'll be okay with it, all right? If not, come back next week. All right, here's, here's the first thing I'm asking you to do, and that is give God the first of your year with prayer and fasting. Give him the first of this year. Make 2024 different. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna go all out. I'm going all in, and we've been doing this since before we were a church, All right? We've been praying and fasting since August of 2018. We've just been doing that. And for Annalise and I, what we do is we decide, we pre-decide, we're not not going anywhere during 21 days of prayer and fasting in January. We're just not going to do it. And we get some of our best invitations to places to do things. And we say, no. I got one this week, all-expense-paid trip to New York, to be in a room with some of America's wealthiest people, to share the vision of one of the ministries that we support to hopefully get them to support it as well. And my answer, without a bat of an eye, was, I'm so sorry, I can't come, can't come. Well, why would you turn that down, Pastor Ben, that's an awesome experience, because I've already got this on my calendar. This is a priority, 21 days of prayer and fasting, it's just what I've decided to do, and I figure if I say no to that, God will let me say yes to something else later on down the road." All right? And, and so I've just decided that's the way I'm going to do it. And Jesus did the same thing, by the way. Jesus was human, but he was also God. He did some very human things to set examples for us. So before Jesus was, uh, ever did a miracle, before he ever went to the cross, before he did any ministry, he did two things. He was water baptized, and he didn't have to be. Like water baptism is, for those of you, us who make a decision to follow him but he was water baptized to set an example for us but we we do water baptism which is today after every service we do it for a couple reasons because we follow Christ it's the first thing he asks us to do after we give our lives to him but then it's also a symbolic statement that the old is gone and the new is here it's a water grave I'm going down in that water an old man and I'm coming up a new man in Christ Jesus that's what it is And Jesus did that. He was water baptized to set the example. But check this out. Second thing he does. He doesn't go do a bunch of miracles. Second thing he does, 40 days of prayer and fasting. He sought God. He went went after God. And look at what happens in Acts chapter 10. It says that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Well, how did he get anointed? Because he spent time in prayer. Because he went after God, and the result of it was that he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Can I tell you something, church? God is with us. God is here. God is in the midst of everything that's happening at City Hope Church. And I want you to be a part of it. I want you to be involved on everything that God is doing here. Is a result of prayer and fasting. I believe it with all my heart. It's, it's, it's a result of prayer and fasting. You can study all throughout the Bible and human history. And anytime there's a move of God, anytime there's a revival, it came on the heels of prayer and fasting. It came when people humbled themselves and prayed and they seek the face of God. And he says, if we'll do this, if we will, he calls it, we call it an if-then. The Bible's full of these if-then promises. If you do this, then I'll do this. God says, if you will, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Come on, don't we need a healing in our land today, everybody? Don't we need revival in America again? We do. That's actually what Abraham Lincoln did. In, um, in his presidency, of course, you know, Civil War, 1861 through 1865. In his presidency, he did four national fasts. And in the middle of his presidency, 1863, he called a fast. He said, we've got to pray. we got to seek the face of God. We've got to repent. We've got to turn back to God. And as he did that, of course, we know two years later, the Civil War ended. But the war didn't, it didn't just end. Just a couple years after that, Russia sold America Alaska for 7.2 million dollars that's 2 pennies an acre we're looking for a deal like that as a church if anybody has any <laughs> like, i mean we would we would love that sort of a deal <laughs> and not only did did America buy Alaska but check this out for the next 28 years America operated the federal budget with a surplus now if you don't know what that is we're in trouble imagine that how did it happen because people turned from their wicked ways they humbled themselves they sought the face of God they say God we're sorry we're running after you and I think it's time for us to do the same Let's do the same thing. Let's, let's push the plate away this week, everybody. Let's, let's push some things away. And if you don't know how to fast, here are four fasts I want to give you today. Four things that you can do. You can do a complete fast. A complete fast is when you push everything except water away. It's water only or like liquids only. And if you're doing that, I would encourage you, water only. You need to hear from God, but also you need some medical supervision. All right. Um, That's a complete fast. I'm pushing everything away. A selective fast is when you select a certain food group that you are going to eat or not going to eat. Like maybe you've heard of the Daniel fast. Daniel fast is found in the book of Daniel where he ate vegetables and fruits. He gave up meat, uh, meat, dairy, milk, all of those things. And he said, I'm pushing everything away until I hear from God. For 21 days, that's what he did. It's one of the most popular fasts. Then there's a partial fast, and that's when you you stick to your normal diet, but you only eat one meal a day. Like you, like if you normally fast breakfast, that doesn't count. I'm not really a fan of cauliflower. I think I'll fast that. <laughs> I can't stand sauerkraut. I'm never eating that again. I'm fasting that the rest of my life. It's not a fast, okay? We we want to we want to push something back that. Maybe means something to us. And then there's a soul fast. And a soul fast is pushing technology back or the news. Some of you are so attached to the news. I mean, that you get those reminders and those, those notifications on your app. And it just it causes anxiety in your life. And that's all you talk about. And you're, you're so angry at the other side of the political spectrum, wherever you are. And I'm just saying it might do you some good if you pushed back the news for a little bit. Some of you could stand to push back social media, not just for 21 days, but for 21 years. <laughs> just push it away. I, I've, I've been off social media for a couple years now, and my, I'm, I'm just telling you, my story has never been better. I, I, I lived before social media, and I found life after it, too. All right? So, But push it away. You do what God's leading you to do. Listen, choose something to push away. And here's what you do. When you push it away, the reason you fast is you're telling your body, no. No, you don't get to be in charge. Jang, I'm hungry. No, you don't get to call the shots. Man, I, really wanna, I just want to veg out and scroll. No. You're telling your body no. Why? So that your spirit man can rise up inside of you. Listen, wh- which would you rather have in charge, your body or your spirit? I want my spirit man in charge. I want my spirit man. And the only way that I can build him up is to say no to some other things and join the church in prayer and fasting. All right, here, here's, here's the next one. So that's the first one, prayer and fasting. Here's number two. Give God the first of your month with tithes and offerings. Tithes and offerings. Now, at, here at church, we, we live by, um, we live by this principle of first. And you may have never even noticed it before. But here's here's how much it means to us that that we we don't have service every Wednesday. We have it the first Wednesday. Because you know what we can do? We can give God the best on the first Wednesday of the month. But I can't give him the best every single Wednesday. But I can give him the best on the first Wednesday. We serve as a church not on the third Saturday, when we got a little bit of time left over no we serve on the first saturday because we're giving god the best we're, we're putting him first we're saying god your people matter to you and so therefore they matter to us we're giving you the best we call the first sunday of the month a tithing sunday because we're saying god we're giving our best to you our first to you it's the first sunday for saturday first wednesday it's a principle that we live by and the word tithe just simply means tenth it's a tenth part All throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, the scriptures teach us about uh, giving the Lord a tenth of all of our increase. And here's here's what I would tell you. It's not a law that you have to obey. You still can go to heaven, but I'm telling you, you'll experience more of the blessing of God in your life when you live the principle of first. If you believe that, you can say a good amen. It's not a law to obey, right? But it's, it's a principle to live by. It's a principle to walk out Uh, and here's why we live it out because deuteronomy says the purpose of tithing is to do what to teach you to put your put god first to put god first are you giving god your first and best or you giving him the leftovers and i want to encourage you that you'll never know until you try you'll never know in fact uh, as a church we've been practicing this principle from from day one we, we formed our 501c3 and all of the articles of incorporation, That's just uh, jargon for we got legal in 2018 and the first expense, the first transaction, the first debit from our church bank account was to a missional offering to plant churches. Why did we do that? Because we wanted to give God the first and we practice that to this day. The first that goes out, it goes to missions. It's the first thing on our radar every single month. Even if it puts us over budget in that area, we're going to give to missions. We're going to sow seeds. We're going to put God first. And Malachi says it this way, that to bring the whole tithe to the storehouse, which is, which is the church house, it's not, it's not uh, your favorite phil, phil, uh, your favorite place, whatever you say that name. <laughs> th- in, how do you say it? Philanthropic, there you go But the storehouse Uh, Test me in this, God says See if I will not open the floodgates of heaven And pour out so much blessing He says I want to bless you I want to bless you So here's number three I'm going to give him the first of my year By tithing, by by, uh, prayer and fasting First of the month with tithing But I'm going to give him the first of my week With consistent church attendance And a true Sabbath All right now, some of you right now going like, yeah, I knew it, Pastor Ben. I knew it. You're just trying to trick me into coming to church more. That's what you're trying to do. Precisely. to trick you. But I'm, I'm asking you, I'm swinging for the fence, and I'm saying if you'll do this, I'm telling you, a year from now, your life will be different. I'm just, I'm just telling you. So what's a Sabbath? A Sabbath is a is day of the week that you choose to set apart that I'm not going to do my normal work. Right? This is what God did when he created the heavens and the earth. On the seventh day, it says he rested. But here's something I saw this week as I was reading in the scripture. Here's why I think God could rest. Because it says that he completed his work. And I think that's the problem with a lot of us is that we can't rest because you never complete the work. And so you get to your Sabbath day and you're going, oh I still got work to do, I still got to make this phone call, I got to call this customer, I got to do this thing, and I'm just saying, and I want to propose to you, that it can wait, that it'll be there tomorrow, yeah, but the laundry's going to pile up, It'll, it'll still be there tomorrow, there'll be, it'll just be a bigger pile, it never stops, and so, a Sabbath day is, is to set a day of the week apart as holy. This day belongs to God. I'm not going to work. I'm going to trust God to supply my needs. I'm going to trust God that he's going to provide for me that I don't have to work for. I don't have to be good enough for. I don't have to do enough to earn his approval. God is going to take care of me on this day. I'm choosing, I'm choosing to rest. Now, for most of you, your, your Sabbath day probably is a Sunday. You're, maybe you're off on the weekends and you don't work today, so it's a Sabbath. And you could easily find yourself right back in, getting on the computer, scrolling on whatever. And, and you find yourself just engaged in work. And I want to encourage you today, just, just give it a shot. Try to set this day apart as holy. Now today, a, a Sunday is not a Sabbath for me. It's a work day. So my Sabbath is on Friday. And what I'll do on a Friday is I will spend a lot less time on my phone if I even get on my phone. I will not get on my computer. I'm not going to check emails. I'm, not gonna, I'm, I'm just going to set that aside. If somebody wants to meet with me, I'm so sorry. I, I'm already booked up today. It's on my calendar, Sabbath. I already have an appointment. Wait, I, you, 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 you wouldn't stop what you're doing to meet with me? I'm sorry, I'm booked up. I'm booked. I, I can't do that. And you know what I find happens is if somebody digs and wants to know, like, hey, I'm spending time with my family. Oh, you should totally do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with my family. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm doing something called resting. I'm not working. I'm not doing what, what I could be doing. And so we just have to make some strong decisions. And I'm asking you to, to make church attendance consistent for you, but also to say no to some things so that you can say yes to rest. All right? And, and, and here's my recommendation, all right? My, my recommendation is don't miss a Sunday of church, all right? Come to a different service if you want to. Come, um, watch online, but don't miss it. Be here every chance you get. And when you come, go all in. Clap your hands, raise your hands, sing song, go to the growth track. Get involved in the dream team and start serving. Start using your gifts, your talents, your abilities to, in, the, in the kingdom of God. And I'll tell you this, it, it, it's kind of funny, though it's not funny. But I, I hear sometimes from people, they'll say, yeah, we're, we're still visiting. I'm like, how long are you going to visit? You've been here 13 months. You're visiting for 13 months? Or yeah, we're still, still kicking the tires, kind of looking under the hood, you know, trying to see if this is right for us. How long does it take? Right, you, you bought a new car the first time you saw it here's what I just get a kick out of it because I'm like y'all crazy just go all in you, you went all in and bought a lemon and so you don't want to go all in and get a lemon with the church I guess I don't know right but I'm just saying here, here's one of the ways you could go all in today is go to the growth track step one is happening today right after this service step one is our way to help you know if this is even the right church for you those of you who are kicking the tires you are kind of Visiting, go to the growth track. We'll tell you who we are, what we believe. We'll either help you find out that this is the church for you or help you realize that it's not for you. And that's okay too. You don't need to, you don't have to join this church, but you need to be at a church. You need to join a church. And so I want to encourage you to do, do that. Next week is step two of the growth track. We help you discover gifts and talents and abilities and purpose that God's put in your heart. Take those steps, go all in. And I'm telling you, when you do, It'll change your life. Jesus did it. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And and on the Sabbath, he went to church, the synagogue, as was his custom. It was normal behavior for him to go to church. I want to encourage you. Do it. Go all in. Your life will be better if you do. Here's the last one. Number four is give God the first of your day with word, worship, and prayer. Word, worship, and prayer. And listen, you don't have to give him all day. I know some people who think that they need to pray over whether they should get Sprite or Dr. Pepper. I don't know about all of that, right? But just start your day with him. You don't have to give him all day, but give him the first part of your day. The Bible says about Jesus that early in the morning, while while it was still dark, he got up. And he left the house, and he went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Jesus did it. He gave God the first part of his day. David did the same thing. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you, and I wait expectantly. And for me, this is for me. I know it's we're all different, but for me, it has to be early in the morning. Before everybody's up and everybody's going, I get up early, and the first thing I do, I think God's okay with this, is I make coffee, right? I mean, he created it, so it's like I'm vicariously putting him first through the coffee, right? It's just, and I make coffee, and then uh, our house is set up in a way where I can walk um, in this, through, through all these different rooms, and I, I walk about a mile. As I I pray. And I don't, I I pray a a lot of the same patterns of prayer over and over again. We we will teach those to you through 21 Days of Prayer and through this series. Next week is my favorite way to pray. It's the tabernacle prayer. And you're gonna you're gonna be blown away by it. It's gonna be incredible. I love that model of prayer. And that's what the Bible teaches us: is like even the Lord's Prayer is not just a prayer that you pray, it's a model, it's an outline for you to pray. And I just pray. And I talk to God, and sometimes I'm mad at God. I'm mad about stuff. Sometimes I, I'm silent, and I just talk, and I pray, and I spend time with God. And I want to encourage you, do the same. Go all in. And obviously, God doesn't mind hearing from you the rest of the day. But there's something about the first part of the day. And I know many of you might think, well, I just don't have time like you, Pastor Ben you know you don't really have a real job so you just eat fried chicken and play golf but i know you don't have maybe all the time in the world you don't have hours but i bet you've got 15 minutes i want to introduce you to just 15 minutes that could shape your life in the word now we we use what we call the one year bible You can go to cityhopefamily.com Slash one bible It'll take you to the plan that I do And it's about 15 minutes worth of reading But if you don't have 15 minutes Give him five And just read the New Testament It's it's Old Testament, New Testament, Psalm and a Proverb Every day Read one of those passages Dwell on it, meditate on it And then worship for five minutes Just turn on your favorite worship song and, And sing it out, worship God in your home then pray for five minutes and here's what I believe will happen that the more you do it, the more you'll want to do it and the more you want to do it the more you can't wait The, the longer you'll go, you'll find yourself I'm telling you getting up earlier so you can spend more time with God I only know because that was my experience so for those of you who might be saying, Pastor Ben you're just kind of a little strong today you're you know why why do you feel so much about this why are you putting this weight on the message today why are you pushing so hard and here's why it's because in my job there's a frustration and the frustration is I see what God wants to do and I see what it takes to get it and I watch people regular basis not experience the best that God has for them I watch people miss out on receiving everything that God has for them and I, I'm just kind of, I'm, de- I'm just, I'm desperate I'm, I'm wanting you to experience the best that God has for you and, and listen, if what you're doing works keep doing it but if what you're doing doesn't work what do you have to lose Just gonna keep doing the same thing. What do you have to lose? Let me share. I'll close up with this story. That, that I that I heard. If you've ever been in recovery, you may have heard this. It's a uh, it's five my life in five chapters. Chapter one. I went for a walk down the street and I fell into a deep dark hole and it took me a long time to get out. Chapter two. I went for a walk down the same street and I fell into the Same old hole. And it took me a long time to get out. Chapter three, I went down a walk. I went for a walk down the same street and I saw the hole, but man, I I tried to get around it, but I got too close and I fell in. And it took me a long time to get out. Chapter 4. I went for a walk down the same street, and this time I saw the hole. And I walked around it. And here's what some of us need to. walk down a different street it's time for that to happen today BB. Beep, beep let's go it's time to go let's pray first let's give god the first let's honor him with the first let's spend time with him the first let's make that happen this week amen everybody all right amen yeah would you bow your heads with me and close your eyes and let me just lead us in a prayer. Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for every person represented in this room today. And if you don't mind, if you could hang around just for a few more minutes until we're through. God, I just pray for every person who's receiving something from you today. God, I'm praying for that strength and that ability to to put you first, to go first, to forgive first, to love first, to pray first, to read first, to spend time with you first that you would get the first and the best of our lives Lord we want it so many times we just don't know how and I pray over this series God, over this teaching of praying first God that you would help us to dig some deeper roots, to grow a little bit more, to get closer to you and I thank you that you'll lead us and you'll guide us and you'll direct us and you'll show us the right thing your heads bowed, if you're here today and you've never put God first in your life, you've never put Jesus first you know who He is you even know about Him, but you're far from Him today, you're not in a relationship with Jesus, you're distant you've been doing things your way you've been calling the shots you've been in charge, you've been in in control and, and today you feel the weight of your sin, you feel the weight of guilt and condemnation, the weight of your past and today, you're far from Him. If you're here today and you've never put God first by asking Him to be your Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity right now. If that's you on the count of three, I want you to boldly lift your hand. One, be bold and be courageous. No shame, no guilt, no condemnation. Two, this is your moment. God wants to work in your heart. He This this is a moment for you, a benchmark moment. You'll be changed forever in three. If that's you, come on, slip up your hand today. I want to go all in today. I see you. God bless you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Who else would say that's me? I'm going all in. I see you back here. God bless you. Every hand that's up. I'm proud of you. I thank God for you. He's working in your life. This is a moment of surrender. So let's pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. I turn to you. I put you first. Will you be my Lord, my Savior, my best friend? From this day forward, I choose to serve you, to live for you, to honor you the best that I know how. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving.